Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Aw, Phoenix? Aw, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. The straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is another Tuesday night, Tuesday, November the 30th, when we record this, likely Wednesday, December the 1st, when you listen to it. It is the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. Look, follow me on social media at ShareShotGreg. That's the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram, all different stuff. Follow. It's a great time. Just just do it. This is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can follow online at ChairShot Media, which you can also visit on the interwebs, as Patrick O'Dowd likes to say, because he likes to say that, at thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Now, you might be listening to this show. on You might have typed in thechairshot.com to listen to the show, or you might be listening on one of your favorite podcasting platforms, like iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Because we're there, too. We're everywhere. It, it, it's wherever you turn, the Greg DeMarco Show with Patrick O'Dowd, with Miranda Morales. We are there just like the rest of the Chair Shot Radio Network. So wherever you listen, go ahead, hit that like button, subscribe so you get notifications whenever these shows come out, and leave us that five-star review because every little bit helps. In fact, tell somebody you know about the show so they can listen as well, even if you don't like it. Tell them anyway, let them decide for themselves. That's what this world's all about, making your own decisions. So let them know. Be be that person who opens up other people's eyes to something as great as the Greg DeMarco Show. Something as great as Patrick O'Dowd, which you can follow, or who you can follow, on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. Now, now if, you're on, if you're typing in Wrestling Realist right now and you're like, it ain't working, 
because I seem to be short a character of availability in the Twitter. That's because it is not spelled as you would think. It is W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There is no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Then... Get off of the Twitter because it's a toxic cesspool of, of either people complaining about wrestling, telling you what to do with your life, or talking about Illinois and Massachusetts sports that no one gives two shits about. Go on over to Instagram where at least you can see pretty pictures of lots of different things in the world. And while you're there, you can follow Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out. But she's not on Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine. She's the queen of soft style. She's Miranda Morales. Patrick, Miranda, after a week where, where we were not all together, we are now reunited. If Patrick were to move across country, this could become the, the Phoenix, Arizona wrestling podcast. But we cannot. We're still an East-West Coast thing. But, but, but welcome back. Let's, we're we're going to have some fun. We're going we're gonna to talk and we're going to make people look really stupid for their opinions. That's what we do. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Co- coast to coast. Uh, we are still a coast to coast entity, but yes, we we are now two thirds of the way in Phoenix. Uh, so as it should be. As, yeah. I dragged my feet kicking and screaming, but it is good to be back with you guys. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday and we're back to business. Business is about to pick up gentlemen. Business is what we talk about. We did, we did fill in admirably in your stead last week, even talked about one of your favorite topics with the impact wrestling. So there you go. That's true. Of course Um, you do that. that the one week that I'm not there. That was kind of the idea. I was on your show. That's the point. Yeah. So, I mean, we at least made sure that it was. It maintained the spirit. Passion. Maintained the spirit. Yep. Yep. Cool. Were you you upset when you saw that we didn't, that you were not part of a conversation around impact wrestling, which which at times you cover on a weekly basis, you know, elsewhere? Like, is that something you were like, damn it, I should have been a part of this? Uh, yes and no. Do you, I, do you need to do a top five like right now? No. And go. Because uh, we don't have time on the show. So. We absolutely do not because we need to talk about idiot wrestling fans and opinions about AEW. Especially the bullshit. <laughs> God, I can't wait for the bullshit. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Welcome, welcome back to another edition of the Greg DeMarco Show because this is typically how this goes. If you're new here... Welcome aboard. And if you don't like what we're about to say, too bad. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead. Take it away. This is, you're welcoming people to the show. So, so go for it, man. This is good. That, that, that's all I had. That was it. Oh, damn it. Okay, fine. I'll sit back up and, and get ready. To I mean, it is your she, show. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't have another line until wind it up. So like, you gotta, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get there. Yeah. It's true. I, mean, I pretty much said all that I needed to say about it. Welcome to the show. If you don't like the opinions, too bad, right? Is, by, is, is by there the more? Way, I don't think there's more there, Miranda. I, I wanted to just note that I could not do wind it up any level of justice. God, no, he couldn't. Uh, at all. I, I not gonna, I didn't really try. So, um, cause I didn't want, I didn't want you to get jealous, like to hear it on another, <laughs> like, on, like you listen to the playback and be like, shit, he's yeah. really good at that. No, you know, everyone I mean, needs to, 
everyone needs someone to to step their their game up. Um, you well, know, I mean, I could have given it. I could have given it the passion that I give worldwide. Um, but that's also the thing. I could never do worldwide like you do. You so probably could. Like- in all honesty, you probably could. But <laughs> we're not here to do worldwide. Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales. But since everyone's talking about it, I mean, we might as well just go to the winding, get it wound, let it spring on out, sell some t-shirts, and then talk about the wrestling. Like, I think that's where we should go. Yes. Well, then, Greg, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, in all parts You're now giving the wind it up its own intro. (laughs) Yes, because that's what I fucking do. I fucking I introduce things. <laughs> the wind it up. That's, that's what she fucking does now. <laughs> right. Like, like, do I need to give it a theme song? Like Patrick's bullshit segment has a theme song. No, because you have your own show with its own theme song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah about that. <laughs> Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. If you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of different t-shirt designs supporting, yes, TheChairShot.com, including the new ChairShot Linear t-shirt, multiple always use your head shirts, uh, the... Uh, Chair shot worldwide shirt, and of course, very infamous shirts like the unofficial official shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag safe tag team wrestling, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, and everyone hates Greg. Don't forget to also pick up your bandwagon nerd shirt, and a winner is you all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot t-shirt start at $19.99 and you can customize it with your very own color and style which includes yes soft style for just a few extra dollars you can be comfortable any time of year when you get your t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot so what are you waiting for winter is coming and you need to make sure you are bundled up and looking good so go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. So I'm going to read to you something that was put out in a tweet, and then we're going to talk about it. So normally normally I have something else written out. We shifted plans just a little bit today because it's something that came up. Uh, the main topic will become the three-minute warning, and we have a new main topic because, damn it, it's something that I've been saying all along. But this comes from the Twitter account at Swole World which is better known as Big Swole, AEW, or now former AEW professional wrestler. She says, over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra to grow, learn, change. Dealing with shadow work took strength I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they got me through some of the roughest months of my life. But I realized the real test is application. So I took my leap and after speaking with TK, better known as Tony Khan, and AEW, 
but better known as All Elite Wrestling. You know that. Higher officials, we've decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision, but a needed one. I am grateful for their understanding and that we could mutually come to this agreement. I've enjoyed my time with AEW and wish them all the best. I appreciate their love and welcoming me into the family. Today is my last day, and as bittersweet as it is, I am proud to say that I've lived my dreams while making a difference. That is Swole mentality. So basically what this comes down to is Big Swole, a member of the All Elite Wrestling roster, has is her contract is up, contract's expiring, and she's decided she's not going to re-sign with the company, not going to renew that deal. Essentially, outside of a couple of people, one-offs like Kylie Ray and that sort of thing, this is the first person to do that. This is the first person to, to say... I'm out. I'm not going to continue with this wonderful, amazing All Elite Wrestling that everybody knows and loves. So we've been talking about this for a while now, that after All Elite Wrestling got started, eventually deals were going to come up. Deals were going to expire. When I first made this suggestion on Twitter all two years ago, maybe, you know, year whatever, people thought I was crazy for suggesting that anybody wouldn't resign with All Elite Wrestling because All Elite Wrestling is the greatest wrestling promotion to ever exist in the world of professional wrestling. And now we have the first person who's like, no, I'm not going to resign. I'm good. That, of course, coming on the heels of the fact that the Young Bucks just recently re-upped their deal for a few more years. They're under contract through like 2025 or something like that now with AEW and, and reports that Tony Khan is heavily working on extending the deals of Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. Of course, those four people make up the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling, even though there's talk that those are more in title and not in a whole lot of other stuff. So Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start with you. Because I know you've seen some of the reaction on the Twitter as well. Big Swole was sort of the first one. She she's the Lance Storm of the invasion angle. She's the first one to decide. <laughs> it's a little, little deep cut there for some some of you. That she's is a the deep deep. Cut. She's the first one to decide. Hey, I, I'm I'm out. I'm good. I'm not going to sign a new deal with All Elite Wrestling. Where do you think? Where just thoughts in general? Want to lead you in a specific direction? What comes to mind when you hear this and see some of the reaction? Well, when you when you mentioned that this was something you you might want to talk about on text, I was like, yes, this is it. I was I was like nothing to see here, and I wrote like an extended, totally mutual parting of the ways, and you were like, I disagree with you, uh, and you can talk about that a little bit later, I'm sure. What really struck me though is you know when you read when you read this closely, like it reads to me as somebody who wasn't entirely happy like in in the experience like when you're talking about going through what dealing with shadow work took strength i didn't know i had what like what does that even mean um like it just doesn't it just sounds like whatever whatever was the experience at aew for for reasons that are known only to them that wasn't the environment they they felt that they could be the most successful in and they wanted out. And so sure, they didn't ask for an early release, I'm assuming. I'm assuming this is just the contract was up and that's that. Is that is that what I would am I understanding that correctly? 
Like I'm asking, like honestly, legitimately, like based on based on what this says, it's like decided not to renew my contract. But then today's my last day. So on your last day, you decided not to renew your contract. Or well, who knows when she decided not right. to renew her contract? Yeah. But right, right. it's up today. Today's the last day of her deal. Of course, tomorrow is is the next dynamite. It's not like she was going to be on the broadcast anyway. But right, who knows when she actually had this conversation? She may have had this conversation weeks ago. She might have had it last right. week. She may have hopped on Zoom today, and and they were probably trying to re-sign her, and and or maybe they weren't ever trying to re-sign her, and that was part of it. Maybe she was like, "Why hasn't anyone asked me about this?" I don't know. Uh, we don't we don't know those details. Right. Given the state of internet wrestling news. We will know the details that either happened or the details that someone wants us to think happened. We'll find that in, in the next week or two, I'm sure. But um, and and just just to clarify for anybody who, who doesn't know um, or, or isn't sure, because it's it's something that you hear. Shadow work is basically an inner dive and and really right. digging deep into yourself. Some people talk about going to your own personal dark side and that sort of thing, but it's kind of a psychological. Um, thing that you do inside of yourself to, to take on life challenge. Maybe you call it mental tough. I mean, I talk a lot. I haven't recently, but I have a huge focus on mental toughness and, and that's one of the benefits that I feel that, you know, CrossFit gives. So I think it's more of her own inner workings and inner thoughts and inner dealings that she's really had to come to because this is, and it probably led to this decision because it's probably, like she said, it's a tough decision and, and I'm sure it's a tough decision because the one thing about AEW is that for a lot of wrestlers, it's kind of easy. It's kind of easy, easy place to work. You don't have to work a whole lot. It's not a whole lot of pressure on someone like a big swole who, after her title opportunity and, and the, the, the pay-per-view run that she had, has been nothing but enhancement matches for her that she's been on the plus side of. So it is easy, but sometimes easy is not what people want. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. Miranda, what are your initial thoughts of big swole Making this decision, whether it's part of a bigger movement, whether it's a one-off, who knows? We'll get there. But your thoughts about Big Swole and her announcement? I, I would say I was surprised to hear it just because of, you know, one of the factors you just talked about, you know, being able to be in a company, especially now in a landscape that is somewhat unknown. There aren't as many options outside of you know the big two companies um available of course there's still uh routes through you know the independent sector and people within you know aw still had that flexibility but it sounds like you know there was a big thought process behind what is next because as that could also be you know going out to the unknown of you know wrestling right now maybe making a bigger career change or life change you know the the message itself is still very vague but yeah leaving somewhat of a sure thing within AEW to explore the unknown um is the sense that I got from it um or at least you know a a less predictable landscape right now, um, which can be challenging when you have a family and this is something that you've really went for. It also could feel somewhat like a disappointment that you had expectations about how things were going to go since she has been with the company for such a long time. But as we also see with, you know, the ways that they come, there's the shiny new object that comes in every few weeks or every few months. And that pushes people who've been with the company longer, further and further and further back into the background. 
And it almost makes it harder for them to keep up to the surface um, when they keep bringing in new people and new people and more people become available. And, and you know, the shiny object of the week or the, um, but in the either because of how long she's been with the company. And if things weren't getting any better at this point in her agreement, the likelihood of them getting better at any point likely wasn't going to happen. You know, I, it's funny because it's being reported so many different ways. Some places are reporting this as a mutual agreement, like, like Patrick said. And and in Big Swole's statement, it's interesting, and, and I read it obviously, but, but we can, you know, I'm not here to tear it apart. But she does say, you know, obviously talks about the real test is application. So she dug deep, and, and I, I love that. Um but she said, after speaking with TK and AEW higher officials, we've decided not to renew my uh, my my contract. And and the week could be taken as her and her family. She talks about her family earlier in the tweet. The week could be taken as her and AEW officials. She talks about I'm grateful for their understanding and that we could mutually come to this agreement. So you know me. And, and one of the things that I encourage everyone to do when reading wrestling news because wrestling news is always slanted, right? It's always slanted. It, it's just the nature of the beast. Whenever, and this is a lesson anybody who hasn't heard me talk about it before, whenever you read wrestling news and, and you feel like it's going in one direction, immediately ask yourself the question, what else could this be? Because it's usually not the direction that the writer is sending you in because everyone is just so heavily ingrained in wrestling and opinionated on the product and on the sports entertainment industry as a whole, that it's almost impossible for them to present news in an impartial fashion. So when I look at the what else could this be, there's a couple things that come to mind. Number one, she says, we've decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. And then, you know, it's a hard decision, mutually come to this agreement. And, you know, today's my last day, all of that. Maybe her deal wasn't actually up yet. Maybe it was up and they were trying to get her to resign before it expired. And she was like, I'm not going to come back. And then they were like, well, how about we just let you go now? If you're not happy here, like that's maybe it wasn't even, maybe she had a couple months left and, and they're working on getting people resigned. I, as much as we make fun of Tony Khan, I'm sure he's smart enough to try to get people to sign their contracts before they expire. Like, like I'm sure that's, you know, something that, that he's, he's smart enough to do. And there's people around him who are smart enough to do that. So it is possible that her deal actually wasn't up yet, but because she said, I'm not going to resign, they just went ahead and let her go. Who knows? Um, so I don't, we, we don't know. And, and I'm sure we will know, or we'll know what people want to tell us. Like I said, as time rolls on, here's the interesting thing to me. And, and just as just me, this isn't Patrick O'Dowd or Miranda Morales. This is just me. We did a whole episode of the hashtag Miranda show on the shift from NXT to NXT 2.0. And big swole is the kind of person who would have been perfect for NXT and would still be perfect in NXT 2.0. And one of the things that I said was that WWE didn't need to keep hiring all these wrestlers from the indies because eventually all the wrestlers from the indies will just come to them when they don't re-sign deals with AEW. Now, could that be what this is? I don't know. There is one thing that, that I'm sure people are talking about. I just haven't seen it yet. Big Swole's husband is Cedric Alexander. Current WWE superstar Cedric Alexander. And so if she wants to enter the company, even if she doesn't fit this perception that we think the WWE wants, there's an inroad there 
for, for Big Swole to come to the company, whether it's to go to NXT, whether it's to show up as the female member of the Hurt Business. Who the hell knows, right? We, we don't know. But the opportunity, I think, would be there for her uniquely as opposed to some others. But to me, this could be the start of the second half of the NXT 2.0 strategy, which is we're not going to continue to hire indie wrestling talent because we know this other talent's going to become available because WWE's not stupid either. I said Tony Khan wasn't stupid. Neither are the folks in WWE, even though people like to think they are. They know if talent's going to sign or not going to sign. You don't think Big Swole ever had a conversation with Cedric Alexander about her thoughts and wishes in the long term? And that made it back to people in WWE. And I'm sure it's a small, small world. These people talk and they know each other and they hang out. And the, the people who hate the opposition the most is, or, or the people who hate the opposition the least is probably the people in the companies. And, and, and the fans are just being used as pawns in the back and forth, which, you know, was one of the topics we could have talked about with, with Ron Monday. But to me, I, maybe this is the start of that. I don't know. We'll, we'll get, let Miranda go first this time. Do you think this is going to translate into some people coming into WWE? I mean, never say never. It's it's strange because you do see all of the people they've released and, you know, being able to have a stronger financial portfolio is one thing. It also does seem that they're looking to lean down and being able to utilize the people they truly see and truly need on their roster because they did have an absorbent amount of talent that, yes, they could have integrated a lot of those people into stories, but as we saw, they just can't do it whether they put the focus they want to put more focus on some of the bigger names and still have enough talent to have a cushion for additional storylines and have a mid card and have a tag team and have you know women's division they still have plenty honestly with what they have on raw and smackdown plus who they're working to develop in nxt um with that though it just feels like never say never because it is just one additional person that could add a lot of value to the company and really to the women's division that they still have to really replenish as much as they have you know a set pool of women ready in NXT you know you never know like things regarding injuries and you know, just just changes in character and changes in story where you still always want to have a good cushion of talent there. And she is easily ready to go. Um, and also just a, a really appealing person that I think fans could gravitate to. So never say never, obviously. But is that hard for me to believe after the recent actions, both of the changes to NXT and, and how they are now funneling talent through and with Again, all of the people they cut this year, to me, it just doesn't seem like that's something at, at, at least, you know, in the near future that they will do. Uh, what do you think? I'm going to take it a step further than never say never and say absolutely they're going to hire. They're going to sign somebody out of this out of these releases. It's going to happen. This we we just established, I don't know if it was it last week when we talked about it or, or two weeks ago, Greg knows that there's not been any talk of sale. Like this 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 is a false narrative in the sense that It was last week. Yeah, it was last week right. and it's not even something Miranda and I have talked about, but yeah, I sorry. Same people that I've talked to before, one of them told me that in all the investor calls and all that stuff, 
the serious investors in the company aren't even asking about a sale. They don't even, they're not even worried about a sale. The people who are pushing the narrative of the sale the most are the ones getting cut and people on the internet. And, and even the ones like the melters or whatever, they're even telling you the company's not for sale. So right. it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they could be doing what they're doing. Um, I could completely run with it, but Patrick, I, we, I jumped in and interrupted you to clarify that part, but, but keep going. Right. So I absolutely think that as we've talked about before, if the WWE sees an opportunity with a talent that they think could be a bona fide star in the company, they're going to sign them. Um, they, or at least give that person the opportunity to sign with them. Uh, and Greg even mentioned it, like Big Swole. I'm sorry, like that. That's a specimen of a human being. That is right up Vinnie Mac's alley as far as somebody that they that he could see as having potential to be a big time star in the company. I mean, her look alone. That that's enough for them to take a flyer. Uh, and we've seen that before with other athletes and other talents. So, I yeah, I think that. And I think the cycle is going to work both ways. I think it's already worked that way for AEW. It's going to work the other way. Benjamin is going to swing back when there is bona fide marketable talent out of the WWE, out of AEW that the WWE thinks that they could capitalize and make something out of. And most of them are going to have to go through NXT first. But I think I, if if we were playing odds makers, I'd go 100. percent so I always talk about, you know, what else could this be? Remember, the the, the, the trimming down of the company and, and everything trying to be more profitable and budget cuts being cited, that's, you know, pushed this narrative to one side about the company trying to be lean, trying to do all this other stuff. Again, what else could this be? Maybe this was the company clearing space for who they know was going to become available. Maybe they're clearing space to bring in ex-AEW talent because who's going to come with ex-AEW talent? Fans are going to come, and and especially to, to a product like an NXT or something like that. Now, is it exact? Is it going to be tons of fans? No. Is it going to be fans that really move the needle for WWE? Maybe not. But again, that's a foothold that they can start to get. And what AEW did was really what NXT was doing before AEW came about, and that was signing up a bunch yeah. of indie wrestling talent. So again, it could be WWE saying, we're going to release all this talent to make room, and basically, let's let AEW do the work for us. Because now they know how to work the hard cam. They know how to work TV. They know how to do all that. They're halfway there. Now they just got to learn how to do business within WWE. And that's something that they can do. So I think it's possible that they were clearing up space for that. Who the hell knows? In six months to a year, we'll probably obviously know better because we can actually see it versus speculate or base it off of other people's speculation. Um it, one thing that was never reported was that she was frustrated with with AEW, right? I never saw any reports that she was frustrated. I never saw any of that. But then we hear and, and see rumors of frustration coming out of someone like Brian Cage, whose own wife, who, who was ringing out elsewhere, especially in Lucha Underground and, and even in Impact Wrestling, has even said the company needs to use him more. Well, he, when did he debut? It was probably a little over two years ago or pushing two years ago, like maybe Brian Cage's deal could be coming up. Like, and now I'm not saying he could go to WWE because, I mean, they have a wellness policy, but uh, that <laughs> kind of preclude him from being there. Like, let's no, be honest. That, he just hits the gym really, 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 really hard. Yeah. I think so. He, I think he debuted, what, mid 2020? 
um, I, I want to say, or at least the debut. I don't know when the agreement was signed because I think rumors started to speculate early 2020. And then I think we saw him debut mm-hmm. either mid-2020. So debuted you know, May 23rd, 2020 okay. at Double or Nothing. So he's been there for yeah. a year and a half. So wouldn't be shocked if his deal was coming up in May of 2022. Who knows? So it, it, you just never know. Um, it, it could be very, very interesting. I'm sure he, he hits the gym really, 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 really hard. And, and I'm sure that's a thing as well. Um but again, uh, I, neck muscles have muscles. They they they, yeah. they do, and and you know it's it's yeah. I'm sure. Hey yo, he is not a wellness policy issue whatsoever. I, I'm positive of that, of that fact. <laughs> right, that could never be a thing. But again, nope. it's more about his frustration with being booked in AEW. Because remember, AEW has a ton of talent. Like we've talked about it, and and remember one of the biggest criticisms of WCW which is, again, the company we compare AEW to all the time, was that they had so much talent and people would, would criticize Eric Bischoff because it was cool to criticize Eric Bischoff for having talent that never got off of WCW Worldwide and WCW Saturday Night. But yet in AEW, talent's not being stockpiled because I can see them on Dark. I can watch them on Elevation, so it's okay. But if Ricochet is wrestling on Main Event, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to watch main event, but I can watch dark and 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 elevation. So it's just again, it's that that double sided thing. That's why everybody jumped to the mutual agreement. That that seems like I don't believe her deciding not to sign the contract was a mutual agreement. I believe her last day being today or tomorrow or yesterday, whenever was the mutual agreement. Like I just, she makes it seem like it's her decision before she makes it seem like it's a mutual agreement. So, right. uh, and again, she did it after talking to her family. She did it after talking to her husband who works for WWE. Like it's, it's, you know, you can read between the lines all you want, connect the dots all you want, but like this could also be just a big swole thing and not indicative of the future. Like that's very possible too. Mm-hmm. Six months from now, this could be a total non-issue in terms of AEW and other contracted talent. That's, that's possible as well. And I want to not ignore that fact too. But it, but is it probable? Uh, from a like, sheer numbers possible, perspective, but I don't it, think so. Right, like I, you, that. I, that's the thing is, yeah, it's possible, but is it probable? Like, and I just don't see it as probable. It's because it, it's the reality of any company with talent that one rotates uh, periodically from time. Like, it's just like any other major sports team. Like, you sign talent, you release talent. And then other teams sign it and release it as well. Like it's cyclical. Like there's there's no mystery about that. So I I get the I I don't know. I just feel like there's no both sides to this. Like this is this is a thing that's going to happen. And I think it'll be interesting because I don't think you know you know, the fans that speak so loudly about how horrible the WWE is with releasing talent. Uh, are going to look at the departures of AEW talent in the same way. Like, because, no, yeah. yeah, because let's be clear, like, it doesn't say AEW released Big Swole. For exactly. Example. It doesn't say that. Um, and at some point, I still think, and I think you all agree, at some point, that's going to be a decision that's going to have to be made, like, in AEW's 
tenure. Like it's just as you grow, yeah. that's going to be something that happens. Mm-hmm. Are we then going to crucify AEW left and right as this big evil empire because they had to release talent? And they did. They have released talent in the past. They released like three women's right. wrestlers a year ago. Most no of them overseas. They've released people they, for, they were, for conduct issues. They, like they were, have done they some, lifers. and it was reported as releases. Right. Yeah. But this was not. But it, and it right. didn't well, seem like they released her either. So well, if, yeah, if they had released her, I think it would be reported as them releasing her. Yeah, yeah. And well, this Absolutely. goes into even a bigger narrative that Tony Khan has said about their contracts and the way that they will part ways with talent is that they would, at least the way that they're structuring or he's structuring it is that they are going to have non-renewals of contracts, not releases. And so I think, too, this helps build the narrative that the company wants to be able to display that they're not going to, you know, future endeavor has become its own terminology just because of the frequency and how it's done and all of that. And so I think AEW is also trying to portray themselves at a very more compassionate side of, you know, parting ways with talent. And this is how they plan. They're not going to outside of you know, I think immediate issues like conduct and, and other circumstances, they're not going to pull the plug on people like WWE has. So I think it's also another way to showcase for them how they're different than WWE and and how they run differently and almost more sympathetic to it. You know, I think a lot of what they're trying to do is just to build this fan base of saying you should like us more than you like WWE and not just before the product, but what we do you know, behind the scenes, how we treat our talent. Right. Which is some people will say it's a more sympathetic approach. Some people will say they care about their talent more, blah, blah, blah. I say it's a difference between being a publicly owned company and a privately owned company. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to make rash, quick decisions in a privately owned company because their books aren't wide open for people to see. And whereas WWEs are so, and, and accounting is, is can be fudged and, and manipulated in many, many different ways to show lots of profits or lots of loss, depending on what you need to show. And, and again, we talked about it last week. If it wasn't for tons of talent releases and shows in Saudi Arabia, WWE wouldn't be having record profits. They'd be having good profits because of TV deals, but they wouldn't be having record profits. So that's just reality that, that people want to want to ignore. And, and that that's fine. Um, it's also easy for Tony Khan to say that when he knows that X number of contracts are probably going to be expiring in the next year, starting with big swole. So that's something that I also think is convenient and works in his favor. I also question the motivation behind his statements. He makes them right after bunches of releases from WWE and he makes it because he's trying to differentiate himself from, from what they do. And I can't complain about that because as Miranda can tell you, one of my big goals with IZW is what differentiate myself and the company from everybody else around here, because you got to be different. This is a different form of differentiation, but really it's not because it's all about the fans perception and he knows what the AEW fan base wants to see. They want to see a company they feel like is better than WWE in ways like treating talents and, and things like that. So um, again, he knows his audience. He's playing to his audience and, and I, I can't fault him for it. And you know, whether it's disingenuous or not, like I just can't, can't fault him for it. So that's going to wrap up our topic on big swole to making her departure from All Elite Wrestling, we are going to jump on over to our second commercial break and then come back with some bullshit. 
Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Agencies around the world are receiving breaking news that CM Punk has sneezed while at a hockey game, which clearly indicates he has signed a new contract with WWE. He then confirmed his return by tweeting something completely unrelated to wrestling. Backstage sources believe he'll come back at SummerSlam, but plans may change. Patrick, this is Leanne Marie, and I just wanted to say that I love Patrick O'Dowd. Oh, I'm out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. The wrestling real is Patrick O'Dowd. Bullshit, Eric Report of the Week. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, take it away, because this thing is amazing. So I get this text at about 4 o'clock Eastern. Hey, you got anything for me this week? And I went, oh, I'm still getting used to this. And I, I 30 minutes, I'm like, 30 minutes, I got to get home. So I'm driving home from work. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to the reliable places where I look for my internet bullshit. And it's all news. Like, it's like all, like, just legit reported stuff. And I'm like, no! All right, fuck it. Wrestling Rumors, Google, and uh, thankfully it pointed me towards a website called WrestlingNews.co. Not even an M on that CO. CO. Couldn't afford Um, the M. They couldn't. Well, the M was already taken. But but what they could afford was a headline that said people reportedly people in WWE reportedly in denial about AEW ticket sales. Some believe Tony Khan is buying tickets. Now. I'm like, oh, there must be more to this story. So I open it up. It's like a paragraph. I'm like, I'm still sending this after reading the paragraph. And then I'm like, Greg, I read this sentence. And I was like, and this is a one sentence bullshit. But you have to, like, this is what I got. And Greg's like, I'm reading it now. And it's great. And that one sentence, friends, was this. Brian Alvarez stated the following on the Wrestling Observer Board today. You will be surely stunned to learn that there are a few people in WWE who believe Tony must be buying up tickets for the AEW show. Now, this is all in context in relation to poor ticket sales being reported in regards to their show in Long Island and the WWE show in Long Island, New York. Which was last uh, and night. WrestleTix, yeah, which was last night with WrestleTix showing photos of like available seats and just everybody raring to go. And the, then this line comes comes out. And, and it's this is peak Alvarez. And, and if if I if I do say so myself. I it is so ridiculous I don't even know where to begin with it. Um on like all levels. So Greg, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Begin with it. I mean, here's the thing. We always joke that that Miranda Morales is is you know 
Dave Meltzer fan six nine on on the Wrestling yes. Observer news boards, and we haven't joked about that in a while because I believe her membership expired, and I don't blame you for for allowing that thing to lapse. Talking okay. about other things that have been mutually uh, right. parted ways, yes. Me and the the Meltzer board have mutually parted yeah. ways. Do things like you real... know, pay for better internet and stuff like that. So I get it, but again, who typed this? Brian Alvarez typed it. And and he typed it on the message board. So this this was WrestlingNews.co and Paul Davis. And and Paul Davis loves to cite sources that don't exist. Like we've talked about him before as part of these segments. Um, he's 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 a sham. He, he I would say he makes ringside news look legitimate, but he doesn't. That that would be a lie. But again, Brian Alvarez really just wrote a sentence on a message board. And it became an entire news article, which tomorrow will be news everywhere. That that's just the way this shit works. Mm-hmm. And remember, Brian Alvarez loves to post on Twitter about ratings when ratings fall in AEW's favor. He loves to basically bash WWE whenever he can. And he has provided nothing to substantiate, not even to say, I heard this, not even to say, some sources have told me this. He legit just said, you know, hey guys, get a load of this. You'll be stunned to learn that there are a few people in WWE who believe Tony must be not even Tony Khan, right? He's on a message board, so so we're cool and relaxed. <laughs> Tony must be buying up tickets Best for the AEW show. <sighs> What's funny about Dave Meltzer that people don't give him credit for tomorrow during the Wrestling Observer newsletter podcast, whatever, he'll probably mention how he's never heard that. Like like he doesn't right. always take every opportunity to slam WWE like Brian Alvarez does. This is complete and total fabrication to, to, to get himself some more credibility and, and love. He probably hasn't been feeling the love for the last week and was like, what can I do to drum up some love? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll post this. And, and then he posts it. Like, anybody can go and post anything. That's the thing about this stuff. Once you have perceived credibility from these idiots, you can say anything and they'll believe you. And to me, that's exactly what this is. Because again, uh, we've talked about it before. One of the pillars of wrestling news, people will believe something that they want to be true. And people would well, love for this to be true. I I fell in love with this the, the whole line, though, because it's such a 1970s wrestling carny territory day like thing that you would hear people spout. Like... We don't we don't talk about it very much, but one of my favorite things is when Bruce Pritchard would talk about, like he'd get asked on his podcast uh, about a gate being low, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's because the McDonald's down the street just opened, and everybody was there." It's that sort of like ridiculous, <laughs> like delusional. This is what I'm telling myself to make like that. I could see, I could actually see like older wrestling fans. Being like, yeah, that I I believe that the W like there's people in the WWE. In fact, the people who believe what Alvarez said probably think it's people like Bruce Richard who think that Tony Khan's buying tickets to his own shows. Like that's that's the beautiful circle of of this statement and the way it reads and why it makes me like it. I I smiled when I read it and was like, oh thank God, because I was ready to I was ready to give up and be like, Greg, I, I got I I got nothing. So. I, you know, on some level, I gotta, I gotta thank, you know, our friends over at WrestlingNews.co. It's like I, 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 
Because you know my rule about the other site that I don't like, that we don't talk about. I don't like to go there. I get it. I, I, and sometimes you do go there, and, and I understand it. But I don't like to. We mentioned them earlier. I just yep. – I, I don't know. Miranda, what do you think as, as a former oh. subscriber to the Wrestling Observer News Board? <laughs> well, I know we give a lot of crap to Meltzer, but I, going back to your point, now I don't know if we've given enough – credit where it's due to brian alvarez and oh, how we have. he's kind of taken this i mean the, this mantle she's not been on the show as long as we have greg that's true well, yeah i mean i was gonna say more recently uh regarding that because i feel like he's taken the torch and ran with it and because he has that notoriety and alignment with Meltzer, it's that instead of guilty by association credibility by association and using a lot of the same uh tactics and then uh, you know, again, for other sites to look at that credibility and, and pull from that, even in just the slightest mention of a sentence or, or whether it's spoken or written, taking that and developing a story. And ultimately, at the end of the day, though, too, the hot news that goes around is any type of news that creates more tension and rivalry between the WWE and AEW. That is just continuously the news going to be news. I would like to, you know, I say forever, maybe not in that terminology, but I mean, forever, uh, long enough that this is going to be the narrative for, you know, the next 20 years. That's just the same thing was with WCW and WWF at the time. So, you know, as much as people don't read that much into it, because there's literally not much to read into. It is building the narrative of competition that fans have just been dying for for so long. And now that they have it, they're going to cling on to it because all they had before that was, you know, past viewed information and, and stories uh, from, you know, the Monday Night Wars and, and uh, everything between WWE and, and WWF and, and WCW. So, None of it is surprising. All of it is what you know, what you want to believe because that's your mindset already. They're just feeding into a mindset of people who already, you know, believe in this feud, rivalry, competition, whatever you want to call it, which is really none of it. But it's just feeding uh, a population that's already starved for this and loves this narrative. Yeah, again, it's just like the reporting of a big swole release is going to be positively slanted towards AEW because they decided it was po- they liked AEW before they wrote the article. And it just like Ross sucks because the person watching it and tweeting about it decided it sucked before they turned it on. And the next AEW pay per view is the greatest pay per view in the history of the business because the person tweeting about it decided it was the greatest pay per view in the history of the business before the damn thing even started. Like that's just what this is. And Alvarez decided that. It was time to, to make up some news about WWE to get some pub, regardless of whether or not it's true. Like, it's all slant. It's all people wanting something to be true, and that's why they'll buy it and run with it. I'd be shocked if this wasn't a bigger piece of conversation tomorrow when more people pick up on it. Because it's not something that was said anywhere but their message boards. So so it's, it's you right. know, there's certain levels of, of distribution and levels of run that things have. And a comment by Brian Alvarez on a message board, not quite as big as their news reports or their podcasts. So it'll take an extra day for it to get out there. But it'll get out there because we love the clicks. And and so we want to get the clicks. Definitely. So, so Miranda, if you could renew that subscription. Um, no, you don't have to. It's you know, I can money. put it on my Amazon wish list just in case anyone wants to fund it. 
Uh, there you go. As long as as long as I can have access to the username and password so that I can get my bullshit report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for yeah, yeah, time, yeah. That'd be, if anything, that'd be can we write can we write this off on the taxes as a business related expense? That's that's true. Really. Yeah. Let's We're, think about can this. We, can we use some of the petty cash, Greg? Maybe. Maybe not. Research purposes. Right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So originally, we were going to talk today about Randy Orton and Natalia setting the record for WWE pay-per-view appearances. As, as WWE revealed this week in conjunction with the Guinness Book of World Records, because that's how we do things in WWE, we involve mainstream partners. Because they do. Now, Randy Orton and Natalia now hold the record for most WWE pay-per-view appearances. And what's funny, if you read it, it's, it's all about Randy Orton surpassing Kane's record. And and we knew this was coming. Orton tweeted about it and everything. And, and he just passed Kane at 177 appearances. And that happened at Survivor Series. What seemed a little interesting was the discussion about Natalia, who has the, the record for 68 pay-per-view appearances, also reported and recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records. However, she passed Trish Stratus like five pay-per-views ago. And I don't know which pay-per-view she's been on and hasn't been on. So it's possible this even could have been a WrestleMania point of conversation when she, she worked two matches at, at WrestleMania, uh, working both WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. So we were going to talk about, you know, Randy Orton, Natalia, whatever. What I want to get into is, and, and, and we'll let Miranda go first this time. Is it telling that we only cared about this when Randy Orton did it and not five appearances ago when Natalia did it. Well, yeah, because they're both records that are broken. I mean, when you look at Randy Orton's number, that's in the triple digits. It in it's in, almost in three frame. times as many as, as yeah, Natalia's. yeah. I was gonna say the numbers don't don't look quite as quote unquote sexy uh, for Natalia as far as you know still breaking the record. But when you look at the the sheer amount for Randy Orton, you know that looks a lot stronger like much more of a story but yeah the fact that they both did almost the same exact thing and Italia did it first months ago and but now it's only being recognized is you know another way where the struggle is is real for women trying to really establish history and have history look at them in the same way you know again granted when you look at the personalities in this Randy Orton you know is uh you know what, 11, 12-time world champion, you know, someone who is absolutely, yeah, yeah Hall of Fame worthy, someone who is consistently on WWE television, been in the upper tier card for, you know, well over decades, really, when you think about it. And Natalia, who has had a very long career, very substantial, uh, and has done a lot within the women's division, but it, it just doesn't look quite, quote-unquote, sexy when putting pen to paper and doesn't have that same level of notoriety uh, and, and fame. And so it's a lot easier to frame Randy Orton's accomplishment as something than, than hers. But I still feel like it's something that, again, it's the, the exact same accomplishment that is being recognized. Um, but yeah, it's, it took Randy Orton getting to this level at this point for us to acknowledge Natalia's. Orton, by the way, a 14 time. I just looked it up. 14-time champion. Thanks to his last run over Drew McIntyre. 
Patrick O'Dowd. Nice. Um, I, I think the first word that came to mind was sort of typical um, in, in just the sense that, yeah, it's, it's absolutely typical that we, we don't recognize the accomplishment of, of women, uh, women talent. Like they, we, we just don't, the WWE hasn't, they've struggled with it. Um, I think they've gotten better with it. I think that, you know, I, I, we were kind of talking off the air and I know you love it when I talk about how we talk about stuff off the air, but, um, like just speculating who was the one who was like, Oh yeah, this is great for Andy Orton, but like, don't, what about this, um, with Natalia? And I, I also think that, you know, to kind of echo some of the sentiments, uh, that Miranda was pointing out there, just, it's, 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 I don't know. It's just another step back, um, after, after steps forward. So, I, I also think there's something to be said, and this, I, I'm going to say this, and then I, I fully expect to be roasted. It, it, it does come down to that personality piece, though, too. Like, I love Natalia. She's, but if you were to describe her as solid, that's that's what Natalia is. She is she is a rock solid member of the WWE um, universe roster. She is clearly this is a testament to like her reliability, but. She's not the marketable one. Like if this, like if Becky Lynch broke the record, we'd be hearing all about fucking Becky Lynch. Yeah, this record the day it happened, or Charlotte Flair. Like when Charlotte Flair does that, or whoever, like or Sasha Banks. Like it's just, I think I do, and this, like I said, it's terrible. Part of it's just is the the dynamic personality that she's not. Right. That that makes it a little forgettable, and that's that's kind of a crass thing to say, and it's not anything against Natalia as a performer, and or like she's very well regarded. She's like I said, she's reliable, but she's kind of she's kind of boring. It's funny because uh, she actually Randy does Orton's have a dynamic personality outside of television. It just doesn't come through. Right. In, but it's not TV. on television. And and Orton gets over by being subdued and, and quiet. Like, like it's very, you know, he, he's just brilliant. But it's what cool, he does. man. He's so cool. He slithers. That's why I he's used to hate book. the guy. Um, right. yeah, we all hated Randy Orton and then we learned to love him. Like it, it's just what happens. And, and maybe we'll do yeah. Natalia's mm-hmm. been with the company for 13 years. Like, like it's mm-hmm. not that she's in. And so she hasn't, you know, Orton hasn't been in the company three times longer than her. Women just also haven't been prevalently booked like, like the men have for the, as long as they have in, in recent years. Again, you know, we could go, what, what else could this be? One of the big fights that, that people have had is not treating the men and women differently. So maybe in WB's eyes initially, there wasn't a separate record. There was just a right. record. And Ray Newton held the record. Who knows? And then when Guinness came along, they were like, well, what about the women? Which I know is something that, uh, that, that, that Miranda suggested before once, once Guinness got involved – then they, then then they said that, and and maybe I said, you know, maybe her, her husband spoke up because he's a producer for the company. Who knows? Like it could be a whole lot of things, and and it could have just been the record, and now it became the men's record and the women's record. I don't know, but it's just this weird. Like should like, should we have separate records for men and women in WWE because it took so long for the women to come to the forefront? Should records re- like we always look at records kind of in the WrestleMania era anyway? Like that's the era that we tend to look at things. Should records reset when, you know, after WrestleMania 32, when, when women became more prevalent in, in the booking of the company? I don't know. 
who who knows like it's just weird um and the right answer is probably to have records for men and women because it, you know it's impossible for the women to catch up because of the way the company booked them for so long i have no idea but it is interesting that you know and again, and again they just talked about how natalia has the record we're the ones talking about when Natalia broke the record. The company's just talking about the <laughs> fact that Natalia has the record and, and is right. sort of touting her. It's not like they're like, oh, Natalia broke the record too. Like she's kind of been the record holder, right? That That's how it reads anyway. It's not like they're touting this as news. They're touting Orton's as news. So it's just weird. It, it really is just it, weird. I can't go hardcore against them for it because it's just kind of the way it came up. And And again, we have to look at their motivation. It, it probably was somebody else that even pointed this out about Randy Orton. And it probably wasn't a big deal to them until they got the Guinness book of world records involved. Anyway, like it, it's just motivation is also a big part of this. It's about marketing. It's not even about recognizing the accomplishments of Randy Orton in Italia. Anyway. Right. I mean, I mean the Guinness book of world records, like, I just want to know, like, are they going to be next to the person with the creepy long fingernails, the 700 year old guy? Like, well, there's there's been a there's a sports section, usually a dedicated sports section in the Guinness Book of World Records. Is there an entertainment uh, I, section? Or the entertainment? Dead. That's true. Yes, I I have a few copies you know, of old Guinness Book of World Records. It, yeah, guys, it's such so. a it's such a it's such a funny thing to to have, to make news about, like because because Guinness, like my my uh, my nine year old, he he loves looking through the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, just as I used to when I was nine years old and we get remember when it was like the little thick encyclopedia looking book. Now it's like this coffee table book. It's a whole different thing. It's all it's all commercial. Um, and it's all like, yeah, Greg's right. It's all for branding. Uh, it's such an interesting concept because, Greg, you know, we t- we're talking about pay-per-views. If like this is just that's a very specific defined era in sports entertainment as it is, because. How many Madison Square Garden shows did Bruno San Martino right. defend a title in in for his eight years? You know, yeah, for eight years, month over, eight. over month over month. Like, yeah, it's sure he beat. I'm sure he's got some records, which saying. might even be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Who knows? Right. I Again, don't think so. when I was in college, they tried to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people eating the largest pizza ever in one sitting. Like, we're not always talking about proud life defining accomplishments. When it comes to the Guinness Book of World it's Records, like, like we're not. And, and so we also take that with a grain of salt. Like Guinness Book of World Records doesn't care about chronicling and recognizing the accomplishments of people. They care about selling books. They, they do. They did, you know, uh, at one point, I think, gosh, I have some books from the early 2000s when at the time The Rock was the youngest world champion. That was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records. So I do feel like the tie-ins, though, maybe hasn't been as strong and prevalent uh, because when you look at more standard traditional records of the longest, the youngest, the oldest, you know, all of that, that's been pretty standard. I think as time goes on, you have to be more creative with your accomplishments and that's why i think this comes in as well so i think with times changing and the entrance of being more creative and and different that's where things like this come into play but i absolutely agree with you that it's become more of a coffee table read much more of a somewhat shock value read when you get into you know where the records lie as well it's still a, a great accomplishment and i think again when you look at the crossover trend to just general 
you know, uh, general audiences and, you know, things that will end up on, you know, morning talk shows and people and all of that. That's ultimately WWE's bread and butter. They love that. So anything that can get them that crossover um, visibility is something that they, you know, will will do. But again, as you know, what exactly what Patrick said, if this was a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Blair, though, this would be a much different conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was a much bigger deal when Sasha Banks was on The Mandalorian than Jinder Mahal's upcoming role on a TV show because she's the bigger star than Jinder Mahal. And I have no problem saying that, me being the the number one fan of Jinder Mahal. Uh, The Guinness Book of World Records, by the way, is is listed as uh, is published annually listing world records, both of human achievements and the extremes of the natural world. So it's, it's like Miranda said, there is some shock value involved. Getting in the Guinness Book of World Records to me is like getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like it's cool, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal. Like I was just at Hollywood a couple months ago and and like looking at the stars and the, it's just fun to find names you know of. But really, yeah. you get one decent sized accomplishment and poof, you're on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And uh, you, you gotta be you gotta be philanthropic too. I learned all about this. You got to give money to some poor people or something. Okay. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it makes right. it harder. Just, you can also like, go to one like of the many gift things. shops around there, buy a package of letters, go to one of the blank stars, spell out your name and take a picture. And you're on the Hollywood walk of fame. Like, yeah, well, that's a thing it's, too. you know, it's still, it's still a fairly cool accomplishment. I'm sure both Randy or Natalia Miranda, are very Miranda, excited. Miranda wants to be on the Hollywood she yeah, would love to be on the Hollywood true. Walk of Fame. Yeah, if I was in the Guinness Book, World, Guinness Book of World Records or on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, hell yeah, I'd like that. That'd be freaking cool. I'd be telling people so, all about it all the time. Greg, are you saying that your people did not manage to eat the most pizza in one sitting? I don't know. That's how unimportant it is. I don't remember. Because, I mean, you could have you could have been part of that group and then sort of tangentially been in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have Did listed you, the hundreds of people's names. It probably just would have been listed as the well, university. No, well, I mean that makes it even easier because you've got the cred that you attended the university, so exactly. you just be like, it's, I was it's there. more the event would probably have book. been in the book, but then you could be like, ah, was that that? Yeah, you know? So what me. you're saying is that I probably have a reasonable claim to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and I don't even care to find out. Like well, that's I mean, how. It, your your record could be broken at some point. I mean, that's I, true. I Even for, if we made it into the Guinness Book of Records when I was in college, that record might have been shattered by somebody else since then. With more people eating a larger pizza, who knows? So, so many universities try to do some sort of food based mass eating to to take over records. It's adorable, and that's the problem with that's why so much of America is obese because we're trying to get the Guinness Book of World Records for most pizza eaten in one sitting. Well, that's a great way to finish off the topic about Randy Orton and Italian and gender equity in WWE. (laughs) Now, isn't it? Hell yeah. Talking about pizza. pizza. That, my friends, is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Follow me at ChairShotGreg on all of your forms of social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Follow Miranda Morales on Instagram and Facebook, but no Twitter before because she is the Twitterless heroine at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag spelled out, of course. 
This show is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which is part of thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. So like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, go to any of your favorite podcasting platforms, all that good stuff. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, which we said after we wound it up, even though with, with, with all of Patrick's talking about wind it up, we actually never allowed Miranda to say the phrase wind it up this week on the program. Just wanted to, to, to make note of that, I guess, accomplishment that we had. I don't know. But until next time, just remember, there's probably going to be more talent leaving AEW and it's probably going to be okay because we told you it was going to happen over the past two years. Also remember to always use your head. And hey, you know what? Here is the third topic that we were going to talk about originally, but never did. Head of the table. I'm your tribal chief. And I'm the greatest of all time. And when my days are done around here, which could be sooner than later, the whole world will acknowledge me. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.